Claire, let's get a thing from you. Check one, two, three, four. This is Claire, and sometimes I talk loud, and sometimes I talk kind of quiet. Okay. Anna, let's hear you. Hello, test, test, test. I also talk very loud, and I can also be soft. Yes, you can. Sometimes I can be a little mellow. Yes. Have you ever tried? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got an Olivia Newton-John kick a couple weeks back. Something, something, but he said something like, oh, you have to believe we are magic, and I'm blah, blah, blah. And so I got on Apple Music, and I typed in Olivia Newton-John. And I had the best, like, three days driving around in my car listening to Olivia Newton-John's greatest hits. (laughs) So I have a refresher on all the words to Have You Never Been Mellow, if you actually need it, Anna. But, um, man, could she sing. Yeah. Wow. That was in the days before auto-tune, where you really had to know how to sing to sing. Mm -hmm. And, wow, she got pipes on her. Yeah. I miss that she doesn't perform anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. What does she do these days? Um, she she had a store, um, not her own merchandising, but she had a boutique in Los Angeles. And I believe she has it in Australia as well, like this little chain of home and clothing kind of boutiques. So I think she manages that. I think she's got her, I think her kids are grown up now, but she manages her family. She does still perform, but she certainly doesn't tour. She just does kind of one-off things here and there. Like uh, Cher singing to the elephant last week? <laughs> wasn't that beautiful? Yes. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing, the dream that you wish will come true. Cher went to see the loneliest elephant in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that's what ONJ's up to. I, I follow her on Facebook. I'll uh, I'll text her and see what she's up to because <laughs> she's just waiting to hear from me. So fancy calling her ONJ. ONJ. Yeah, ONJ. <laughs> You probably know if she has tattoos. <laughs> I have not seen those. <laughs> I can't imagine ONJ having a tat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can. Here, let me take a look. Oh, she's yeah. looking. Talk Go- amongst yourselves while Google. I look her up. <laughs> so kids are doing finals. Wow, really? Yes. Today's the day that everything is due. Wow. They, Of course, they can't take tests, you know, at school. Mm-hmm. I always thought, wow, I wish you could take tests at home. But then you, you take up so much time doing it. And if you just take a test in classroom, you're done after an hour. <laughs> True. So I, too, am a little tired. I, I didn't get to bed till like, 2, just wow. trying to help some of their projects. And so, yeah, we're, we're all probably in the same boat. A little giddy. Yeah. What'd you find, Claire? <laughs> Olivia Newton-John's been very busy. <laughs> I will, I will tell you that. Yeah. Uh, she, I mean, she, she's a cancer survivor. We've known this. She's mm-hmm. had three different bouts of breast cancer in the last 28 years. As it happens, uh, Friday, December 4th, she will be part of the Hollywood Christmas Parade in support of Toys for Tots. She sings with a woman named Delta Goodrin on her latest album called Merry Christmas to You with Olivia Newton-John and Delta. She also is part of what I believe is a holistic retreat called the Gaia Retreat in Australia. And she, uh, I don't know if she owns this or just helps to run it, but wow, she's got a beautiful tour of the Gaia Retreat on her Mm. Facebook (laughs) page right now. And she was just part of a tribute to Helen Reddy, uh, another wonderful wow. singer-songwriter from the early 70s. So, dang, ONJ busy. Busy girl. Busy girl. And what I was referring to about you guys, mm-hmm. like it's not a normal day for either of you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you, you, you got here before I did today. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I was looking for you coming in the garage. Yeah, I'm filling in for Seth in the morning. His wife had to have some surgery, you know, how everything was put off with COVID. And so it got scheduled quickly. I was very happy to step in. I actually love mornings. I'm one of those crazies. So I've been here all day and I'll be here all afternoon. Yes. <laughs> and tomorrow morning. And I'll morning. be here all night. No, and, yes. <laughs> 
go home in between. You've just stayed all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, and I came in about the same time because over on the Bull, we are having our St. Jude Radiothon today and tomorrow. We are raising money for St. Jude Children's Hospital and Medical Center. Which is such an amazing organization. Yeah. It's incredible. I knew very little about St. Jude until I went there to learn about what they did before we did our first Radiothon last year. Certainly not the first for the Northwest. They used to do them on, on KMPS for right. years. And, and at the Bull, we are thrilled to have been able to take up the mantle from KMPS and continue doing the Radiothon for St. Jude. And there's so many things to say, and, and I could never say them all. But among the most impressive is that while it is physically a hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, that is just where they do the research and they treat the patients that they use to, first of all, they, they, they cure you there. That's what they will tell you. They don't bring you there to treat you. They bring you there to cure you. And they work so hard at it. In over 50 years, they've gone from a childhood cancer survival rate of 20% to 80%. Wow. 80%. And yet still, that means one in five kids won't survive. Mm. So they're not going to stop till they're done. That's literally their mission is just eradicate childhood cancer. Boom. And everything they learn, everything they do there in Memphis, they share freely, literally freely, no charge to every hospital, medical center, research facility, and children's hospital throughout the world. So money that goes to St. Jude is local money because it directly benefits Seattle Children's, uh, Grumbacher in Portland. All throughout the Northwest, the doctors learn from the research and the techniques, and they call St. Jude when they need help to treat our children right here. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. A lot of places like, you know, let's say a pharmaceutical company would charge for that knowledge. Mm St. Jude doesn't. When they have a breakthrough, boom, here you go. Here's how to do it. I love that. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So I'm very privileged and blessed to be a part of that and and happy to do it. So if that means being here 12 hours a day for a couple days in a row, that's easy. So be it. Yep. And if you if you guys want to um, donate, let's say nineteen dollars a month, or you can mm-hmm. make you know a one time donation, you could go to ninety eight nine bull dot com. Mm-hmm. You can also text cure to six two six two six two. How do you know that, Anna? That's amazing. You had set that off the top of your head. Because your sales director emailed something, and it's right in front of me. Ah, there <laughs> <we> go. Okay. <laughs> What a little insider information. Here's yeah. how we say that. 626262. I don't know why, but for some reason, the great researchers of St. Jude Radio World have determined that if you say 626262, people will remember that better than if you say 626262. Crazy. Whoa. I they know, are right? Re- yes, they are researchers, aren't they? They are researchers. They're like, <laughs> say it like this. So text CURE, C-U-R-E, to 626262. <laughs> Woo! Or just call, and you can get the phone number at 989thebull.com. <laughs> okay, I was thinking of you guys because we were talking about uh, The Mandalorian. Are y'all caught up? Okay, I am trying to watch it, but for some reason, Disney does not acknowledge my Amazon sign-in, and it says I have to sign in with Amazon, so I do not no. know oh, what's Oh, you're trying to do on. that thing where you click on it through the, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm having a problem, and I really, really want to watch it. Okay, I okay. am caught up. I'm sorry, Lori, but I feel like we can go ahead with the spoiler alert. I think you can because now if it was Anna, that would be a different story. Right. And, and maybe maybe I'm not sure if we want to say anything. All I want to say really is, oh, my God. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I think we've all thought something we found out something else. Right. Yes. That's right? right. What I, was your reaction? What was Sharon's reaction? Our actual reaction was, 
huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. And then we moved on, right? Like, it just, it's like uh, like you're driving down the road and you see something and you kind of put your foot on the brake and go, what did I just see? And then you just keep driving. It's okay. Oh, okay. Like, in the big okay. picture of the story, I'm just fine and I'm just going to keep on driving forward. But okay. but there was like a, like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> How about <laughs> okay. you? It okay. sounds like you were a little more, little more unhappy. No, no, I wasn't unhappy. Okay. I, it actually confirmed something. I, I kind of suspected, uh-huh. but for them to actually confirm it, yeah. I was like, I threw, I threw my socks. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and this in front of my family. I'm like, I was the only one probably really, really reacted. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. and uh, oh, So good. Uh, and I think we've talked about this before, but it's just a really well-told, good old-fashioned cereal. Like, it, it really, like from week to week, it's an overarching story and it's part of a bigger universe. But if you didn't know any of that, if you didn't know Star Wars and you didn't know what a Mandalorian was and all that kind of stuff, if you just turned it on and watched it, it's like a good old fashioned Saturday morning cartoon serial where you would watch like every episode is different. Like he, he has this big story he has to do, but every week it's, oh, we'll help you do that. But first you have to help us do this. And there's like a little adventure. It's like little yeah. adventures within the big adventure. And the characters are so, they might be complicated in terms of like the Star Wars world because I come in here and I listen to my nerd, my nerd boys that I work with, Rider the Young and in Shade. And they're all like, well, they're, you know, the Mandalorian is the, the djinn with the Grogu and the thing. And they, they like know all this stuff because of the Clone Wars and then this and all this stuff. I, I saw the movies and that's all I've seen. I've never seen the cartoons. I've never read the books. And it's so layered with all of that stuff in it. But if you've never seen any of that stuff, it's still just a good, enjoyable show because of two yeah. things that are lacking in most television, good writing and good acting. That's it. That's all. It's, good directing. Three things. Good writing, yes. good acting, good directing. And that's all you need to make a good TV show. And it's got all three. And speaking of that, my sister is a teacher. And so she told me some things. She said the director, the writers, they grew up with Star Wars. So like we grow up with dolls and then we give them up and move on. No, they reinvented. And so that was really cool to hear it like that. And also I yeah. saw something saying that... <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're talking around. Oh, oh. it is. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're but not I, that's what we're saying I, but not saying. I'll cut that out because there are probably some people who just haven't started yet. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. um, and yeah. it's so fun. It's fun, you know, everyone's thought. <laughs> uh, But I'm cutting all this stuff out just so that we don't reveal anything. But yeah, yeah, I was so freaked out. Will it now be the the Oh. oh my gosh. Oh, that, that's true love though. It. It's not even so much that these these makers of the show never grew up. It's just that they love this world so much that they've yeah. just found new ways to, to bring us good stories. And out to of keep them. it going. And to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my mission for the weekend. Good. You'll you'll good. love it. Once you're good. on it, you'll love it. Plus, there's some other fun stuff on Disney Plus. Here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you the let me tell you the real world of Disney Plus. You're <laughs> gonna turn it on and you go, I'm gonna watch The Mandalorian. And then you're gonna see everything else that's on there. And you're gonna go, you know what? I'm just gonna watch Mary Poppins. And then after that, I'm gonna watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> and then like six movies later, yeah. <laughs> you'll finally start watching Mandalorian. <laughs> but you'll get on there and you'll be like, Aristocats, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, I think it's Anna. That's never seen Mary Poppins. Anna. Right? Watch Mary Poppins. Okay. Seriously. Seriously. Watch Mary Poppins. So you remember I said that neither my husband nor I have seen it? Which means your kids haven't seen it? My kids haven't seen it, but I stand corrected 
Mark has seen it. Oh. And when I told him, and I was like, oh my gosh, I thought you didn't see it. He's like, yeah, Claire and Lori are right. You need to watch it. But he did not say, get into your eight-year-old self to, <laughs> to watch it. I, I will. I will. <laughs> okay, we will hold you to that. Okay. It's interesting you said get into your eight-year-old self. I'm thinking that through because, yes, you do. You definitely want to watch it through the eyes of a child the first time you watch it. But I will admit as an adult, I don't have children of my own, but watching my nieces and nephews grow up, you you get a different perspective on it too. Probably even Hmm. better. (laughs) Even more wistful for Mm -hmm. like wishing that you were an eight-year-old and seeing it that way. And then the second one's good too, the one with, uh, what's her name, whose name I can't, Emily Blunt. Um, I was a little skeptical going into that, and uh, it's terrific, too, for the same reason, because it, it kind of takes the uh, the point of view of children who are now adults and have children of their own. So they're both good, but the first one is a, is a classic. In fact, I don't want to talk to you again until after you've watched it. Done. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so I need to do this before next Thursday. It will now be a holiday movie for you. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I did watch something close to Mary Poppins. It was on The Simpsons as Sherry Bobbins. Yes. <laughs> How did you enjoy Sherry Bobbins with not having out having seen Mary Poppins? Because I know I, I've heard some of the songs before, having like the Disney I had a Disney like cassette at one time <laughs> in my life. And they had that song Bart and Lisa saying uh-huh. <laughs> If you want to be our sister. Yes. <laughs> There's a song in there. Um, and never never <laughs> and then Bart goes, and may I add my, my shorts. shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the closest to Mary Poppins I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my God! There, there's Probably just, not representative, huh? The uh, the one in the in the real movie Spoonful of Sugar, where they're cleaning up the house, and in the Sherry Bobbins version, it's about cut every corner. <laughs> 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 Sharon and I sing that when, when people are coming over to uh, to visit and we like sweep the dust under the bed. If you cut every corner. Dishes in the shower. Right. <laughs> oh, but can you say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? You can't. I can't say it backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I can't. I can't say it backwards either. But it's funny when she does it. Backwards. Yeah, she does it in the movie. Julie Andrews is amazing. Yeah. Tell me you've seen The Sound of Music. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Mark's favorite. Like, it's his favorite. I didn't expect that when I met him. <laughs> He's I'm a like, keeper. Yeah. You dump him, I'll take him. Yeah. Wow, that's saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Rockefeller tree went up. I learned this story from Lori today. Yeah, and uh, in it was they were kind of. I guess they got it's so big they got to kind of climb in it to decorate it. They found the tiniest owl in the world. It's called the saw wet. W h e t. Of course, they named it Rocky. <laughs> Poor little guy must have been terrified. I know. I wonder if it was a baby or just a tiny owl. I think it was a baby. Well, now Frontier Airlines is going to paint its picture Rocky. They call him. 
on the tail of their newest airplane that's rolling out 2021. Wow. Yeah. So Rocky's famous now. He is. Awesome. Oh, after, I I, after I heard your story this morning on the radio, because I listened, it was fun to, <laughs> to drive in and listen to you, I looked him up and oh. I guess he went to, uh, they took him to an animal sanctuary. Yes. And they're probably going to be able to reintroduce him to the wild. Because they know he was going on a plane. Yeah. They know where he came from, of course, because the tree. But yeah, yeah, I guess Frontier does this every year. They do wildlife on one of their planes. Mm-hmm. So it was just in time. They're like, this is it. Wonderful. (laughs) Rocky on the tail of a plane. (laughs) (laughs) His 15 minutes of fame. Right? (laughs) And he doesn't even know. Doesn't even give a hoot. No! 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 Really? Good one. Good job. She's sipping her tea now like, yeah, I did that. I'm hearing a lot about owls these days. Really? Oh, yeah? I feel like I am. I, I think I heard you guys on the morning show about a snowy owl that's been spotted. Or, no, no, I think it was our sales director. No, um, I, we were talking about it also. Yeah, snowy oh, okay. owl in uh, okay. up in the Queen Anne neighborhood of um, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very apparently rare... Apparently there's like a camera like that's always on it, maybe? Well, there I might be know. now. Yeah. It got spotted somewhere, and now I think there's a camera that's been, been trained on the area. But it's not normally this... I don't know if it's not that it's normally this far south or it's just not usually in the city yeah. like that and there have been a bunch of snowy owl sightings like one nice thing of Whoa. 2020 is yeah. this, <laughs> this happy little owl up in uh, up in Queen Anne apparently there used to be one that was spotted in Renton every once in a while as well so I've been looking around for that are you a bird watcher I love birds mm. I love owl I just have an owl thing mm. um, owls are, are a sign of wisdom they're a good omen actually yeah. if you get a, an owl sighting near you so Anna if that's owls cool. have been coming into your consciousness a lot lately that's a good thing mm-hmm. I've never physically seen an owl in person before I had one living in the woods next to my house, not the house I'm in now, but um, prior that I was renting, we lived next to this little patch of park, and there was an owl there, and I heard him every night, (laughs) and uh, it's cool, it's a cool sound, unless you can't sleep, and then it's like not so cool, because you're like, all right, already, but most of the time, it's really just this beautiful little, woohoo. Yeah. Sound. It was a, I think I looked it up. It was called a barred owl. Yeah, that's a pretty common mm-hmm. around here. We had one near our house. And when I was married, my husband and I would go out in the morning in the spring and just sit down by the pond and we could hear it. And finally, we saw it just sitting in a tree during the day because the usually yeah. their night, it may have been sleeping. I don't know. But we did. We finally spotted it. Yeah. I think I like them because they kind of remind me of cats, the way they sort of turn their head and flip their ears a little bit. They have that attitude that cats yeah. have, like, I don't need to move my whole body for you. You're not important <laughs> yes. enough. I can just turn my head and my ears and see what I need to see. In fact, I'll turn my head 360 degrees. That's right. <laughs> to stare at you. <laughs> to threaten you. At school, I don't know, Anna, if your kids did this. My kids on Woodby Island, every year for science, they would take apart Owls cough up these balls mm-hmm. of what? all the things they eat. They've got fur and beak and claws. It turns into a ball and they cough it up. And I, I don't know where they find them, but the teachers have them pull them apart and try to identify stuff. Wow. Claire's got this crazy look on her face. That's kind of cool and kind of gross. I know. I just figured all students did it. I didn't know it was a Whidbey Island thing. If I were 10 years old, I think that's the coolest thing I ever heard. Guess what Claire's getting for Christmas? <laughs> An owl ball. Owl hair ball. <laughs> So whatever they've eaten, like, kind of smushes into this collection of, so you can yeah. kind of track where they've been. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, like, when Mark fishes, sometimes he'll check the contents of them if he if he actually keeps the fish and cooks them and stuff, mm-hmm. but to see what they have eaten, so he'll know what kind of lures to throw the next time. Like, if they're eating crawdads, then, okay, something with a crawdad color or whatever. That's interesting. I, I guess they're called pellets, owl pellets. 
Pellets? Yeah, pellets. You know, we grew up on the beach, so the neighbors were always cutting up the fish. You'd see things that they ate, especially, but if they were girl fishes, there would be the eggs would all just spill out all over the place. And we didn't know that it would be cool to eat them. We were just like, yick. Yeah. It's caviar. (laughs) I know. Now we know. (laughs) Now we know. Yeah. I remember dissecting them as a kid. But when we, like, when I went fishing with my dad, I haven't been fishing as an adult, to be honest. It's been a long time. But I used to go fishing with my dad, and he did all that stuff. He did all the gutting and the (laughs) deciding what was happening, so I never got to see the guts in those days. <laughs> that's um, sad. But that's interesting that Mark does that, that he routinely kind of looks to see, because he wants to catch more right. later. Yeah. <laughs> see what you're eating. Yeah. And there was one time, he didn't even have to cut one open. Like, after he caught it, he was taking a picture of it, and it kind of threw up. Oh, <laughs> but what it threw up was disturbing. What? It was a baby duck. Oh, a baby duck. A fish It was a, a baby duck. duck. <sighs> He was like, this is cool, but awful. Yeah. <laughs> you could just imagine, you know, how the mommy duck and the ducklings follow on mm-hmm. the water. Yeah. And this, this fish was like, bloop. <laughs> just snagged <laughs> one. And next thing the mom knows, she's down one duckling. Right. Eight in the bed and the little one said. Is there a song? That's horrible. I guess turnabout is fair play because I watch ducks like they're swimming along and all of a sudden their heads are going in the water. Gloop. And you know it's because they just snagged a fish. Oh, yeah. Circle yes. of life. It was back. maybe revenge. Revenge. <laughs> revenge fishing. <laughs> revenge of the ducks. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. It's oh the circle of life. <laughs> Did you know they were going to do a remake of Elf? No. They asked what? Will Ferrell, and he turned it down, $29 million to do a sequel to Elf, and he turned it down. Wow. He did. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> I'm kind of glad Can't he touch did. touch this. I yeah, know, don't right? touch this. <laughs> no more tights for me is what he said, I think. $29 million. Mm-hmm. And he turned it down. Whoa. I wonder, I wonder if he just didn't like the script or just the whole idea of it. Interesting. Yeah, or maybe, he, you know, sometimes sequels aren't good. I know. I'm, I'm really glad he did that. Yeah. A lot of people can't resist that kind of money, but I guess he's... He can. Yeah, he's got enough, I guess. Yeah. I did just watch it again a week or two ago, and oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> it's dang funny. It's the, it's lovely. I know. Yeah. I, can, I never can watch the part where he finds the gum, even though I know it's a movie. <laughs> I like my sister and I, we gag. We're like looking away, gagging. We're telling my brother-in-law, can we look now? Can we look now? <laughs> did you, uh, have you, did you hear about that hotel in Michigan that has the Elf Room? Uh, coming what? up, I think now you can get it. It's, it's $500 a night, but it's a room that's totally decked out for Christmas in the elf theme. You get a buddy's Christmas martini, I think is included with the price of your room. But there's this giant welcome basket that's all candy. Candy canes, candy corn, syrup. syrup. Yeah. Oh. Syrup. Um, and it's the Buddy the Elf Room. Oh, that's yeah. the, awesome. The downside is it's in Michigan. Oh, so, well. I mean, I don't know why anyone would want to go to Michigan. But if you have to go there, I'm saying that because I'm from there. Uh, <laughs> if you have to go to Michigan, go to Rochester and stay in the in the Buddy the Elf Room Hotel. Is it just during Christmas or it is, is it all year Christmas. long? Yeah, oh, I, think okay. it's up, I think it's up through December 31st, maybe. So, so if you stay at that Elf Room and you take a shower... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have to sing yes. with the elf? I'm sure you do. Yes. <laughs> I really can't sing. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. I love Zoe and I love how she sings that. She's just got the yeah. greatest voice. Yeah, she does. Yeah. It's such it's such a good movie. It's so sweet. It's good. I will admit I didn't see it when it came out because I was a little overexposed on Will Ferrell and I'm like, oh God, why would I want to watch that? 
It took, right. it took a couple of years since then. I've, it's just so good. But everybody, like Ed Asner and James Conn, I mean, all, I know, right? everybody in it is what makes it so good. Yeah. And the music is so good. Yeah. Well, in the mailroom. I mean, right, it's right, like they right. had to have a scene like that. Right. <laughs> you know what took me a long time to watch? The National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You know, I never saw A Christmas Story until I think maybe last year or the year before. I only saw it like five years ago. Really? Yeah. Which surprised me. Of course, we've got the leg lamp in uh, there. Yes, I know. We have the leg lamp in yeah. there. Yeah. I've never seen it at all. <gasps> Christmas Story? It's really, it's yeah. really good, actually. Mm-hmm. It's fun and funny, and it's good for kids, and it's good for adults, and it clips right by. Um, it's amazing that you haven't seen it. I can't accuse you, like I can with Mary Poppins, because <laughs> I also hadn't seen it. But what's amazing about that is there's some channel that plays it like on repeat for 24 hours. Yeah, usually Christmas, Christmas. Eve. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of hard to not see it. But once you do sit down and watch it, it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, it is. And it's been around a long time now. It's, it, is yeah. it from the 80s or 90s? I think so, and they yeah. do. They represent the 50s so the 50s, well. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a really good job with it. So that's another one, Anna. You should check that one out. Mary Poppins Ooh. first, right. but okay. Christmas okay. Story eventually before Christmas. Oh, Tell wow. me you've seen It's a Wonderful Life. You know what? I've not seen it either. <gasps> okay. Um, okay. Anna is a movie buff. I cannot even believe this. But, but you know, it was from a certain yeah. time. <laughs> the original It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. You haven't seen that. Clarence the Elf. Clarence the Elf. Clarence the Angel. <laughs> and Buddy the Angel. Buddy the Angel. Clarence the Elf. Yeah. That's a good one. Maybe they should do a movie together. <laughs> I remember Dudley the Angel from The Preacher's Wife. <laughs> oh, that's a good movie, too. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Yeah, that's a nice yeah. movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the music in that one's just amazing. Yeah. That Whitney. Oh. Yeah. I still get sad when I hear her sing. I just feel so sad. And I remember exactly where I was the, the moment I heard she had passed. I was at a hockey game, actually. Wow. I saw a text or something came up and I was like, no, I called Como because I know people there. I called the news radio station. I'm like, please tell me Whitney Houston isn't dead. And they're like, yep. Oh. I know. So Do you sad. know her and Bobby Brown's son just passed away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew their daughter awful. did, but their son? Yeah, their son. Just like ago. last week or something. Oh, right? yeah. Bobby Jr. Is that tragic? Yes. Terribly tragic. Bobby Brown just lost his wife, his daughter, and his son. Wow. Wow. I can't even. Yeah. No. Parents should never um, outlive their children. No. It is yeah. it is unfathomable. I don't want to say preventable because that's not the right word, but it just seems it seems that in all three cases, um, you'd like to think there was a way that they could have been helped. Yeah. That none none of those things were, were straight up accidental, that they, they all had elements of, of intervention oh. might have helped them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It just sort of adds to the to the tragedy of it really. But, yeah, I don't know. And he hasn't made music in years, as far as I know, Bobby. Yeah, I wonder I what he is doing now. I don't think he's done anything like that. I just think he can't. Probably not. Yeah. That's a lot of trauma. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of trauma. You know, some people say when you go through, like, some really rough times is the best way to write your music. But, yeah, that's just over the top. Yeah, I think there's there, – exactly. There's I think there's a depth you reach where you can't do that. You know, you yeah. can't you, that's not a well you can tap. And I think, too, when it has to do with drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. that there is that feeling of maybe we could have done an intervention mm-hmm. um, that makes it really hard. Although I work with addicts, they don't get well until they're ready. Mm. Interventions. Uh, we've seen shows. We've heard about them. But usually they don't work because they're not ready. Right. 
And so that's what makes it really hard yeah. is you carry all this guilt of thinking maybe I could have done something or maybe if they were better educated. And so that that does make it really hard. Right. So he could be experiencing that on top yeah. of the loss. He could be experiencing a guilt. Yeah. What if I could have done something, Ooh, yeah. although nothing he could have done, right. except for if he was a teenager, he could have sent him to one of those boot camps. Even then yeah. doesn't mean they're going to get well. And that's mm-hmm. a tragedy about drugs. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, I'm always curious about this with the with the people that you do work with that deal with addiction. I don't recall Whitney's circumstances so much, but with her daughter Bobby Christina, the people who um, you are surrounded by, as an as someone who works with people with addiction, how do you deal with them or counsel them or or anything to to separate themselves from people who aren't helping. Yeah. Well, when they first come out of like rehab and that, we really encourage them to, you know, it's called triggers. So if they go down a street where they used to buy drugs, so we encourage them to, you know, move to a different part of the city and not contact their old friends. That's really hard for some people and that's where they will fall. Once they start getting well, then there's communities of people, there's support groups, there's so much available to help them once they get clean and sober. But the problem is when they do, then they've got to deal with all their guilt and shame for how they've hurt people because they didn't mean to hurt anybody. They just thought they were hurting themselves. Right. But so then they have to deal with all of that guilt, all of that shame. They have to make amends to so many people and some people won't forgive them. Right. It is very difficult. I would like to say that most of the women I work with have been very successful, but they have really worked the program. Yeah. It's the ones that don't think I'll be okay. They just, you need support. Mm-hmm. And this is, I'm glad you asked that because what's really important is to tell your story. And a lot of them don't want to tell their stories, especially if they were doing drugs on the street, because then they do a lot of other things they're not proud of right. to get the drugs. And a lot of them have felonies because they steal just to get food. They have all of these things that they have to turn around and look at later in their life, a couple of years down the road, when they say, like, when I was in jail, you just look at them like, you in jail? Yeah. You know, it's so crazy how, yeah. but there is a lot of support once they're able to get the help they need. Have you had experiences of people who got into recovery and had older friends that they used to run with that have also gotten into recovery? Like, like has someone's experience of being able to move on help someone who might have been held back? I don't see that so much. But what I do see is once they get well and stable, they reach their hand down to anybody who needs help. Mm -hmm. So people might see them and go, wow, look what they've done. But they will open themselves to anybody that would call or come in at AA meetings. They give out their phone numbers to anyone and everyone Mm -hmm. uh, to call. I believe everybody should volunteer. But Addicts really need to volunteer because when they give back, that builds your self-esteem. When you're doing service, you stay on the program and you stay on track. And I think that makes a really big difference. Interesting. Volunteers are probably the best teachers or best support, huh? Yeah. It's so interesting because I wasn't an addict, but I've worked with them. Most of the people that I coach with have all been addicts. They've all walked the path. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think they've got an advantage over me because they know the ropes and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to give you a break if you don't need it, where I might be a little too, oh, you know, you'll be better next time or whatever. So it's really good if an addict can help an addict. That's kind of the basis of the 12 
12-step programs have a sponsor. Yes. Right. Versus someone who's who's been through it. And, exactly. And like you said, they'll they'll straight talk you on it. They yeah. Won't, like someone like yeah. me, I'd be like, that's okay. We'll do better next time. But a sponsor can really yeah. give it to you, right? And what I love about the program is if somebody calls you at two in the morning, you take that phone call. If somebody needs a meeting mm-hmm. at two in the morning, you find one. Mm-hmm. They really do support each other. So mm-hmm. once they can get to a place, and then also, I always thought it was one and done. Oh, they went to rehab. They're good. It's not like that. Sometimes it takes five times. But when they do, when they do get back to themselves, which takes about a year to clear their head and everything, it's just hard to believe they were ever an addict. Yeah. Because they're such a different person. Wow. Yeah. I bet it's so cool to see the changes when they've gotten clean and, and seeing that difference. That was probably just the most amazing thing to see, witness. When they get jobs and when they, you know, some of them, they get their kids back, they get into apartments, they go to school, Mm. they get jobs. A lot of them go into social work. They become drug and alcohol counselors. That is so rewarding and so wonderful. There is so much hope. It's easy to look at the epidemic and look at the homeless and feel like there's no hope, but there is really hope. Parents out there who have kids that are addicts, there's always hope they'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. You have a way of making things you have such a positivity about you, Laura. You know, <laughs> yes. like even when you're describing something that that's that's dark and could be despairing, I see in your eyes the the successes that you've seen and the importance of of the hope of that. And that's why I keep doing it mm-hmm. because I believe mm-hmm. in it. And you know, you hear only 15% of people in AA really recover. And I don't know what the statistics are anymore, but hey, if it's 15%, it's worth it. Right. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Well, one other thing before we go, mm-hmm. People Magazine, did you hear who their People of the Year are? No, I haven't. Any Look, guesses? I got this, the sexiest man a couple of weeks ago was, uh, no, I can't remember who it was. But no, I haven't heard the People of the Year. Have you, Anna? No. Do Anna? we need to get, you want us to guess? Yeah. Hang on, I remember. Michael B. Jordan, he was the sexiest man of the year. Oh, Michael, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Okay, but, but yeah, four, four People of the Year. People of the Year, okay. Four different covers. Four Any ideas? People of the Year. Mm-hmm. People of the Year. Um... <sighs> I'm going to just throw out Kamala Harris. Oh, that would be good, but no. No? Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. I'm wrong. Anna, you want to be wrong? (laughs) Uh, How about a new famous doctor? Oh, I know. Okay. Fauci? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Dr. Fauci. That's right. And he's he's up against or with, I should say, George Clooney. (gasps) Love him. Always the George Clooney. Yes. George Clooney. And then uh, let's see. Who is the other one? Oh, Selena Gomez. Really? Yeah. Along with Regina King. Oh, wow. Wow. Regina King's been busy. Uh, Selena Gomez. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, She does a lot of charity work. Yes, she Mm -hmm. does. Right on. Those are nice. So is there like a competition or they each get their own cover? They each get their own cover. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they all won. Right. But when you first think of people of the year, you think of the sexiest man. I mean, right. that's what Claire went. Yeah. And so I'm looking at Dr. <laughs> Fauci and George Clooney. You're Not right. even. But, oh, okay. Yeah. It's what they've done. It's right. what they've done. What they've, what they've accomplished. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be a trivial pursuit question in 20 years. Yeah. What did Dr. Fauci and Selena Gomez have in common? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Yeah. A good yeah. way to end the year. It's yeah. a good way to year. Mm-hmm. And all people doing positive things. Right. And one other thing, I interviewed the people from the Figgy Pudding Caroling Contest. Oh, yes. For those of you who don't know, it's a big competition in downtown Seattle where people get together, they dress up the same, they sing a Christmas carol, they get judged, and the money all goes to the Pike Place Food Bank. Mm-hmm. 
So Shelly, Jingle Bell Heart, jumped in here to hop on the call. She was saying how going virtual this year, because, you know, there's a huge crowd downtown and they just can't do that. Right. But how now it's going to spread all over the world because people are going to share the videos because they're going to be featuring them all this next week. And then they'll be on King 5 TV on Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. For all the bad of 2020, a lot of the events that have gone virtual have exposed it to a lot more people that can jump in and help. So I think that that's really a great way to show how people are giving back. Wow. So it'll go beyond local. Yeah. Like that's for the Pike Place Food Bank. Exactly. But there might be people who see that across the globe that are so entertained by it because it's wonderful. The singing is incredible. Yeah. Anna did it one year. Did you you, Did you sing? Yeah. It was a couple of years we did it as a company, of course, and there was only like a handful of us <laughs> but you know we were up against whole companies who would have like 50 to 100 of their employees singing I swear every year I think Starbucks won <laughs> they were just amazing and these were people that like they have a portion of the figgy pudding contest where you create an original song and they would rock it it wow. would just sound amazing they just there's a lot of talented people in the city yeah I've always worked the evening shift, so I've never seen it. So I am looking forward to it. So if you want to check it out, go to figgypudding.com or just Google Figgy Pudding Seattle 2020. And you can start watching the videos. They did all the safety, you know, social distancing to video. Last year was 34 groups. This year it's 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can can listen to them all. And uh, I saw the one where one of the groups, they made up a song about Seahawks winning and Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So these are going to be on King 5, but we can see them online. Exactly. You can see them online on Facebook or on the Figgy Pudding website. So, yeah, it's going to be really fun. And I am so looking forward to, I'm not a singer. But I'm going to look so forward to seeing them all performing. And last year it was who was the best. This year it's who makes the most money. Mm, Those are the winners. Wow. You want to go vote for the one you like the best (laughs) because that's how they win. Right. It's kind of like the voice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe maybe they'll do the masked figgy next year. (laughs) And you know what I don't get about figgy pudding? I won't go until I get some. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? We won't go until we get yeah. some. We won't go until we get some. Like, who says that? I want sugar cookies, and I won't go until I get some. Well, like, <laughs> those carolers are going to stay outside your door so you give them some figgy pudding, and then they'll go away. That's what but, it means. But I don't have any figgy pudding. Well, then you better get, need to leave. get in the kitchen and whip some up. <laughs> it's pretty demanding. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I think we're pushing an hour here. This, you know, we did a good job for all three of us being extremely. Well, I didn't ask you if you guys were tired, but I know I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's kind of that second wind where you're tired mm-hmm. but you're not. Right. Yeah, we, we, like you guys got to work two hours before I actually went to bed. <laughs> wow. So it's, yeah. Laura, Laura, and I were saying we're get to that part of the day where we're going to get giggly. Right. Like if we didn't do this soon, we're going to be so punchy we won't be able to do right, it. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, Life Coach Lori and Claire, thank you for waking me up. Yeah, right wake on. up, Anna. Go <laughs> get to work. <laughs> Needed it. Thank you, listeners, for downloading this podcast. Make sure you share it. Give it five stars and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Tell your friends. Tell the guy that picks up the recycling and demand that they listen. Because <laughs> you won't go <laughs> until, until they, they listen and also give you figgy pudding. <laughs> we won't go until you download. We won't go until you download. We won't go until you download. So this is listen, learn or listen not. <laughs>
<laughs> and Anna, what are you going to do immediately upon signing off from this podcast? You are going to go watch Mary Poppins. Yes, you are. <laughs> With it's your children. Not, you are not a codfish. <laughs> we might first watch the Simpsons version, but then we'll watch the real version. That's fine. And then the Emily. And we, the Emily Blunt version. Yes. And then go yes. back and watch the Sherry Bobbins version again. Yes. And then you'll have done the full Mary Poppins cycle. We will allow that. <laughs> Sherry Bobbins. Sherry Bobbins? You mean Mary Poppins? Quiet. You want to get sued? <laughs> oh, wait. That was the Shining. That was the Shinnin. That was a different one. The Shinnin. <laughs> Well, with a spoonful of Claire, Lori, <laughs> and Anna, this is Listen and Learn or, or Not. not.